More bears. I think I can make that happen. What's up, gang? Evan here. Matt just texted me and said, curling all shitting myself to death, TTYL. So today, instead of Matt, we got my boy Tej and Blah on. They are co-hosts of the Underhooks podcast, but more importantly, the best podcast on the internet now. They're stepping in to fill in for Matt. Um, this is the most planning I've ever done for a podcast. We're going to see how it goes. Up first, talking about last week's games. OU is broken bitchless. I told you they were. You guys know firsthand that they're broken bitchless. You guys watch that game with us? Do you, you guys think about the that they were putting out there on that field? I happen to have ESPN Plus, so I was able to check out this game with the uh, this epic mid-off in the Big 12. Uh, <laughs> so I did see it. Can I say before we talk about Oklahoma, I want to tell Matt that I wish him the best of luck. He's out there watching polls in Maricopa County, so I just really want to give him the absolute best luck, and I hope that he really stops the seal. <laughs> Matt, it's too busy. Matt did not record in parentheses protecting democracy. <laughs> um, I watch. I I canceled plans this weekend to watch Big Twelve football. I was going to go to Worst Fest here in Austin, and I decided to uh, stick around. Me and my girlfriend got in the cube, and we watched Big Twelve football all day. It was incredible. We started off with Texas Tech, TCU. That game stunk. I don't know if you guys watched that at all, but TCU in Texas Tech hung around in that game. They did. TCU took it over at the end. The classic TCU fashion. This is like the fourth week in a row where they're having to score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win. (laughs) I think they're fraudulent. I do think you guys are going to lose to them, but because you're more fraudulent, not because you're worse than them. I think y'all are better than them. Oh, brother. Please don't start that narrative. We are definitely beating TCU, but TCU is a nasty program because they keep hurting people, and I don't think Uh they play the game the way it should be played. You shouldn't have to hurt everybody's quarterback to be ranked number four in the nation. You guys have any data points against uh, not having your starting quarterback this year? Yes. Those games don't count. They would have to hurt Card and uh, and Quinn for for them to beat us because we're about to run the ball down their throats. We actually might not pass the ball at all in that game, and we're going to beat the shit out of TCU. I can't wait. I hope so. I tweeted today that this is probably the most like likable team you guys have had in the last few years. I think Sam had a lot of people like him, and that's fine. And I think he has he's a really cool guy with a cool story, but like an all time easy quarterback to hate. Um, and not even really his fault. That's just that was just the case. I feel like your team this year is very likable. Uh, I'm still going to call them broken bitchless in two weeks, but I am hoping that you guys can win this weekend. I know uh, you said you were going to go to Worst Fest instead of watching this game. Well, Worst Fest is actually what I would call the Baylor Oklahoma game. So you ended up <laughs> attending Worst Fest anyway. It ended up working. I got out. virtual tickets to Worst Fest. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you? I Fest. hope that Baylor. I, I really hope that y'all. Win out. I'm, my ultimate goal is a Texas Baylor win out last game of the season defines it all. Mm-hmm. I'll be I don't there. need I'll that kind that of stress. Game. Are you guys going to make it down to Austin for Black Friday game? I don't need that kind of stress. I need them to lose to Kansas State this weekend, and we can stop talking about Baylor all the way. I'm sorry, Baylor fans. Uh, I want, I'm rooting for Kansas State this weekend. I want Deuce Vaughn to run for 275 yards. Good teams. I'm not going to be able to make that game. I'm I'm going to Thanksgiving with my family because I don't get to see them that much, and I don't want to waste my money on my future Sugar Bowl tickets. 
Facts. Big facts. Turn that up. Um, I'm saving my money I, for the Super Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. I, I share a house, and I'm in love with someone who is a Texas fan. And I think I told you all this last year, but uh, I have like hookups to the Sugar Bowl, like the, the stadium itself. I have a, I have a connection who works in the stadium, like in the pyro. So uh, we get we get to go to those games if they're games we care about. Like we're we're on the short list of people to go help like help out with those games. So I think it, it's more likely than not that the Sugar Bowl is going to be Texas versus LSU, and I really hope so because I want to see you guys put them in the goddamn dirt. Sirock, if you're listening to this, I need you to come down off your high horse, and I got just the just the thing for it. <laughs> An L to Stark. <laughs> Look, can you we... should come. You can come watch Texas play in the Sugar oh, Bowl. We we'll we be will there. I'll be there. love to have you. I'm gonna be at the Sugar can, Bowl either way. Can we talk about Dylan Gabriel for a second? I can't get over this. I can't get over this. Those the, the Oklahoma fans spent all offseason telling us that they were going to be fine losing a Heisman candidate type guy because they were bringing in a guy with a refurbished neck and back and shoulder shoulder blades from the Conference USA. They thought that this was going to be the guy that was going to keep Oklahoma right on top of things, and instead they have lost, what, four games this year, five games this year? Oklahoma is ass, and Dylan Gabriel threw three interceptions in the first half. Mm -hmm. That's nasty. He wanted to throw four. He, Since he this did. is a Baylor podcast, can I like kind of be pro Baylor? Yes, of course. That's like, can I just get want. into that fake bag? Come on! I feel like y'all should come to the SEC over Oklahoma. T- tell them. Like Talk when you them. really think about it, they bring nothing to the picture. At least y'all have basketball championships. They're claiming the basketball fame is Blake Griffin. Like, who cares about him? Like nobody. <laughs> Trey Young, what a nasty two players. I mean, Trey Young, woo. I mean. Y'all at least have RG three, who's a cool announcer, and you are winning football games, and you're you're not that broke. Well, and I like I'm not interested in having this full conversation, but I do think there is a nuanced way to talk about um, how things might look different on the field for Baylor in the last decade if they didn't have sickos running the program. And I do think if we just zoom into on field play specifically, one Baylor probably could have won three, maybe four more Big Twelve championships, and two. Oklahoma only won those championships because we were in the dirt at the same time y'all were in the dirt. So I think they're fraudulent as a program. I think they've been running up wins in an easy conference for two decades. And I think that I, you guys laughed at me on another pod when I said they're going to be Nebraska, but they are. They're going to be Turn Nebraska. it up. I want them to be Nebraska. They are disgusting. Putting- I was 100% wrong. You're right. They are going to be Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Except worse. Thank you. The- Except worse. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Venable. Is, but like, is what, actually what kind of forward do they have? Like they're the the thing that has been true about them the last few years is they beat up on a conference that's mostly down, and then they shit their pants against a good team at the end of the year. Every their, team's going to be a good team moving forward. Their path forward is softball season is coming up soon, and so they'll have something to celebrate. That's their path forward. And look, no slander to their softball team. I watched them play. Those girls can mash. Good for them. But that is going to be where most of the energy needs to go if they want to keep winning. What did Reese say? Did y'all see that nasty bar Reese gave last week that was like, don't talk to me about no Oklahoma basketball. All I care about is softball, football, and tennis. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was kind of joking, but I think that's what they're going to turn into. Their their basketball team is already in the dirt. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Top to bottom. They're nasty. Putting hosting the Big Twelve champions and putting it behind a paywall so you can afford Twitter blue for your team's Twitter account is nasty behavior. Playing playing a big time college football game that actually has conference title implications behind a paywall is insane, bro. 
Like that is an insane thing that happened that actually happened. And they gave you the worst announcer that they could possibly find to announce your game. Anywhere. That announcer stunk. I said this with you guys again earlier this week, but like I, for real, I muted the game. I had never done that before. I've always seen people complain about announcers, but I don't really care. I muted that whole game. I listened to just a different football game while I watched that. Even Matt said, Matt even tweeted, uh, you know, I don't usually get down on the announcers. That's not really my thing, but my God. I, and I, I saw, because I was watching the game, I felt like all of Baylor Twitter was just like, what is actually going on with this announcing team? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was that bad to where it made you not even want to watch the game. And then you had some of the worst QB play of all time on both sides. And it was a nasty, nasty <laughs> mid-off. Um, well, and it like a p- part of me was like, I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but I was like pre annoyed listening to her because I was like, oh my god, all those virgins on the internet are going to be so validated by hearing this woman flop. And like there, there are there are numerous lady announcers who who rule right. Like it, it, it this isn't a gender specific role, but this lady stunk. And she I was, was awful. Just, oh, people are gonna people are gonna and they they did they tore her apart on the internet. I heard well, her they, moan squirrel as we won the game, like like it, a deep guttural moan. It didn't even go viral like it would have if everybody had access to the behind the paywall. But because only about nineteen people actually got to watch this game, <laughs> she didn't really get packed up in the way that she would have. So I guess it's a good training for her to be able to get packed up by only a small amount of people who were behind the paywall. Yeah, we should Let find the ratings for that game. Like, I wonder how many people watched it. Do you think it's in the high thousands? I think if you told me it was exactly fifteen thousand, I would be like, "Yeah, that, that sounds about right." I agree no with that. Way. Yeah, that. That makes sense. No way in hell. Well, Oklahoma fans are way too broke to have ESPN Plus. So you have to factor that in. So, fifteen thousand is probably just the Baylor fans, but that's probably all that was watching because Oklahoma fans are not even—they're too broke to leave the conference, let alone like be behind a paywall. They can't afford that. I know they were getting so many of those notifications from ESPN. Like there are too many accounts on this right now. Your screen has been stopped. Like I get that sometimes in the house when I have it on like in three different rooms. So I know Oklahoma fans were livid like that their cousin slash sister slash brother slash whatever was using ESPN. If Oklahoma was smart, they would have just told their fans it was a radio game and held a Twitter space and just held their phone right up to the TV for the whole game so they could listen to it. That's free game, Oklahoma. Let me ask you guys a real football question. Are you concerned at all that Baylor has been able to run however much of the ball they want to for the last month? And you guys got to deal with that soon? Have you seen the advanced statistics about our run defense, brother? Thank you, brother. Thank you. (laughs) We have the greatest run defense known in Big 12 history since um, Sue was playing in Nebraska. And that's a fact. You can look it up. I don't know who tweeted it. I can't find a tweet. But somebody said that this is one of the greatest defensive lines they ever seen. They count suspended now. That's what it was. They're suspended. They they impersonated somebody and bought a fake check. They had a check mark. They had a check mark next to it. So we know this true. We know that it's fair and accurate because they have the check mark. That's what the check mark's for. I want to celebrate some truth telling because I'm glad you guys are finally off that pass defense. You guys tried to sell lies on a pass defense for about six years in a row. You made t shirts and they stunk every year. Rush defense, you might be able to cook with that. We used to be DBU, but then we kept calling ourselves DBU when we put nothing out there but ex- extreme trash at the cornerback position for a number of years. So uh, it's not pretty. But Ryan Watts has been really turning it around because I didn't like him either. I-, I didn't like him at the beginning of the season, but he's playing very well now. He's very physical. So I'll take that. 
Um, I want to make sure that we're we're covering every game from last week before we hit the next week of Big Twelve games, and then we can also maybe I don't I don't really have my eyes on a lot of top twenty five matches this week. I kind of stick in my Big Twelve lane, but let me pull up last week's games just to make sure I'm not missing nothing, and then we'll jump to this week. Oklahoma State lost again. They got clapped they yet got again. Extremely but clapped. Kansas put them in the mud with their backup quarterback. Uh huh. As two uh, teams on this podcast who have lost to Oklahoma State. It is very nasty that we've we've lost to that team because that team, since they beat Texas, looks like one of the worst teams in the country mm-hmm. because they lost all their XP beating Texas and Baylor. And now they have no more XP left, and uh, they're just out there getting cooked. And now Candace is bowl eligible. So thank you, Oklahoma State. You see it. Um, what else? We talked about TCU. We talked about – we haven't even talked about y'all's game. You guys don't want to come in here and run victory laps on everyone? We only no, want to talk about the first half when of you our invite game. us back. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Iowa State did get their first conference win of the year. Matt, when you're editing this later, can you put some claps in right there? Um, <laughs> they did get their first game. Um, do you guys know anything about this game? Did you did you watch it? Do you know anything? Who did they play? They play West Virginia. Yeah, they play West Virginia. They won 31-14. Um, so let me tell you, I watched this game and it was boring. I didn't watch this game and it was boring. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine from what I've seen from both programs, it was probably a god-awful football game. Um, JT Daniels, I'm going to tell you his line. I'm going to tell you his his past completions and attempts. And you tell me his yards. He went 8 for 22 in this game. Ugh. Eight for twenty-two. Six yards. Eight for, eight for twenty-two for eighty-one yards, one touchdown and one interception. That and Iowa leading, State defense is so good, bro. Like leading rusher, not much better. Not, he leading rusher worse. Twelve carries for forty-eight yards. I feel like that would be Matt's stat line if he played football, like in the regular. <laughs> <league. laughs> they ran the hell out of Matt. He ran the ball twelve times. He he grinded out these forty-something yards. I spent a few weeks trying to talk myself into that West Virginia loss, being like a fluke. It's crazy. We might stink if we lost to them. Like we might be bad. This team is awful. I can't believe we lost to them. They They're stink. Horrible. horrible. Um. All right. Let's hit next week. My internet is always moving really slow when I try to do this live, so we're gonna have to fill some time here. But uh, I'm actually gonna be in a Catholic ass wedding this weekend. Well, I'll be at one. I won't be in one. But uh, I'm not gonna get to watch any football this weekend. Football is off the menu for me, so you guys may have to tell me what you're what you're thinking and what you're seeing. This is a pretty big weekend for the Big Twelve. I can't you're you're missing it. Um, it might be for the best that you're missing it because Kansas State's going to beat Baylor this weekend in in Waco and in, in in your dreams. I'm sorry, Baylor. If fans. the game wasn't in Waco, I feel like y'all would lose this game. But I feel like at home, I think you'll win this game. I don't know if Baylor fans know about the win. But, you know, when you go to Kansas State, it's really, really windy, and it's going to be totally different than Waco. So I think y'all are going to be fine this week. They don't need to worry about the win. 80 yards this weekend. I think we would. They, they shouldn't be passing. If As long as as long as Shapin is in the game, they shouldn't even think about passing. They should just run the ball as much as possible, and then that would be able to get them a win. But I know they're going to let Shapin throw a little bit. And that's how they're going to lose because Shapin is not him, and he's going to throw a pick. I don't know if it's that's true. Be nasty. I think I think if if Quinn could throw a deep ball the way Shapin could, I think you guys would only have one loss this whole season. Shapin can he can sling the ball. He's still making young mistakes. He's still holding on a little bit too long. His main problem is that he's just literally just holding on to the ball too long. It's not ugly throws. He has had some stinker throws, but like his long ball, 
he he's throwing him with the best of them down there. I told you he's a shortstop. He can flick it. See, when are they going to let more time with those wide receivers? He's built chemistry. He has played more than Quinn has. So well, I, I, I can't give him that. What do you want me to say? That's not his fault. Uh, he he should be benched for drones, who's clearly the more talented guy. Uh, if anyone's going to be out there making dumb mistakes, it should be the guy with more more arm talent because Shapin is the most swaggerless quarterback in the Big 12, and that includes Spencer Sanders, which is very nasty. I don't think you believe what you're saying. And Decker at Iowa State, who's very swaggerless as well. He is there, super uh, swaggerless. There, there are people in the Baylor sphere that have wanted drones on the field like before this year started. They wanted him to win the competition. Um, I do think I'm he team is drones, 100% team drones. I think he's a great think, QB. I also think Blake Shapin's demise is well overstated. I think he is a certified good quarterback. We're going to get three more full years of him playing here if his brain can stay healthy. The problem with Blake Shapin is he's literally Charlie Brewer. That's his problem. Like to a T, he's Charlie Brewer. Charlie, <laughs> I don't know if you remember his freshman year, but he could, <laughs> Charlie Brewer went crazy. I first year and a half and then his brain turned to scrambled eggs and now you now he's over there at liberty beating Ole miss so oh that's right he is the he is the quarterback at liberty i don't think he's starting actually i don't oh okay no i think he's just like sitting there (laughs) but uh yeah if so i feel like blake shapen plays in a way i mean you saw it at west virginia when we lost this year right like he for for all the stinky play we had, he was cooking. He had like three hundred and fifty yards. He was he yeah, was he was slinky. going crazy. And then they turned his brain to mush. It was nasty. Um, you know, two more of those, and we got we have the Charlie Brewer experience all over again. So I do think people think drones is the answer. Um, I'm the jury's still out on me. I'm I'm still a, a shape and truther. I saw what he did in the Big Twelve Championship. Against I was very I was very elite. impressed with drones until he threw one of the worst picks I've ever seen. At the end of that game, and then I said, "Oh shit, that's that's a bad time to make your freshman mistake, brother. Not a great time to I make." I feel like mistake. for Baylor, in the past, y'all have always had really electric wide receivers, especially wide receivers that could kind of take the top off your defense. And I feel like when I watch y'all, I don't see that. I know your defense is good just because you have a good defensive coach, and I know scheme wise, he's going to you know make sure people are in the right spot. But I, I'm always. Unless you have a really, really elite defense like a Georgia or past Alabama teams, offenses scare me way more. Like I've always been more fearful of elite offenses. Wait, so I feel well, like Are you saying you're not scared of the defense that let BYU go up and down the field without their two best abs- receivers? Absolutely are, are, not. Is that what you're saying? I feel like but I feel like that's their strength, He's you know. Looking on the outside, <laughs> the strength of this team is really the defense. But they don't have enough offense. And when you have an offense like that is in Austin, Texas, where our recruits have NIL deals with Lamborghinis, there's not Reese's Pieces over there, brother. We got real money. Quarterbacks <laughs> have Maseratis. I mean, it's, it's all gas, no brakes. I just don't – Baylor doesn't put my fear in my heart. I'm just being honest. So you think you think our, our running game being able to get whatever the hell it wants multiple weeks in a row after the bye week is a fluke and it's not going to be – we're not going to – That's because y'all haven't played But yet. you're about to face the number two ranked defense in the nation according to new updated advanced metrics, which it just changed yesterday. We were 11th yesterday in a different podcast, <laughs> Matt, but now we're number two. Put stats in the show notes, Matt. Link those in the show notes. I want to see them. <laughs> I'm telling you, we. I was thinking, I was thinking about our offense today and how – I do think it is a little stinky, but I think the way that they the way that they set you up all game is, is so that we can run for 180 yards in the in the second half. You know, 
you might guess right in the first half. You may be able to get the play action down if you want. You might even get us a, a few picks. But those offensive linemen aren't going to be able to keep up that in, or that defensive lineman. They're not going to be able to keep up that intensity if we're, they're on the field trying to defend that ninety plays a game. If so y'all if you on third I, down, you're going to be cooked. I just became aware that y'all have like a really good left tackle, and I went deep into watching mm-hmm. his film and. Holy shit. Like, this yeah. kid is super legit. I had no clue that y'all Connor had a lineman that was this good. What year is he? He's a senior. He, this is his last year. He, he like, ran it back. Thank God. He's, like, a yeah, first Get him out of there. Legit. We, we have yeah. a legit left tackle that's a baby, but this is, like, the grown-up mm-hmm. adult monster version of it. He's really good. So, kudos to y'all tricking him to come. He should have come been underdeveloped <laughs> at Texas. Well, we So, we had a super old, experienced offensive line last year, and after we yep. won the Super Bowl, they all announced, like, at the same time that they were running it back. So, that's kind of what... That's why expectations were so high for Baylor coming in, but as we've kind of seen, there's not a lot of replacements you can do for, for youth. So, we, we have grown up a ton this year, and I think we... Uh, our, our running back room, I think, is going to be fully healthy for the first time in a month and a half. We had Richard Reese going crazy all year, but he's our third running back. We have two in front of him who have been out with concussions or head injuries this whole year. Uh, one of those being Squirrel Williams, who tore Oklahoma apart last week. So I think if, if this running back room stays healthy, I think every game on our schedule is winnable just because they won't be able to stop the run. I only came on this podcast to ask, are there any whispers of any decommits or any uh, transfers? Because if, I don't know if you've heard... But Texas is out here flipping people's recruits and taking people's people. We're going to be in the transfer portal, and things are really getting them back on track. So after we put Baylor in the dirt, I expect some of those kids to realize that the new overlords in Texas reside in Austin, and they're going to transfer. So if you had to tell us who we should be scouting while we're watching Baylor this weekend, (laughs) while you're not going to be watching, who should I be watching that we could get our grubby little fingers on in Austin? Because we are flipping recruits around here, baby. We are back. I'm going to give you a genuine answer, even though I think you're on some bullshit. I think if you guys were smart, you would come in here and you would back up a Brinks truck full of Reese's Pieces to pretty Ricky Reese to replace Bijan next year. Because I'm telling you, he he's going to be all conference for the next three years. And He's a freshman, right? He's a freshman. I like that. Cooking. I like that. Cooking. So I'm looking at y'all's like, recruiting exactly. list, and I know you're not a big recruiting guy, but y'all have this kid, Isaiah Robinson, who is a 6'7", 288-pound offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. he is rated at the number 22 in this position, mm-hmm. which is good for y'all. Not everybody can get four stars. Now, I hope y'all know how to develop them. And if you need the manual, we at Texas can show you how to develop four and five a, stars. A manual on how to develop see, players. That's see, this bothers me because Baylor had such a good offensive line last year. And they had such a great season last year that they're going to be able to go get. Aranda's going to be able to go into locker rooms and go into houses and get great defensive lineman and great offensive lineman because he he showed that from that team last year that he could really develop those kids but this year it hasn't quite been the same in the trenches so i'm hoping that things kind of fall off a cliff because that Baylor offensive line last year was nasty it was extremely nasty well they were nasty but they were also blocking for two guys who are playing running back in the nfl like right now so the I feel that's like true. There's, a, there, there's a difference between the running styles and that that's skewing the numbers a little bit. Cause the offensive line, like they're, the numbers are still there. Like they're cooking, they're getting theirs. Um, y'all also have a five, nine mean, corner committed. And I'm going to tell you, brother, don't put that man on the field. Cause we, we're going to him. <laughs> he needs to decommit that, because that's don't not put that work. man on the field. Well, let's, let's turn to your game. You got TCU coming to Austin. 
you guys aren't going to shit your pants again. Or be honest with me, you're not going to shit your pants again. Okay, we, I'll, set, I'll set up the audio to be clipped on next week's podcast. And Matt, you can clip <laughs> this audio if things go bad. This is the biggest game of our season. And this is in a season we play at Alabama. We have game day coming to town again. Uh, we have a lot of recruits at the game. Everybody seems to be watching us. We are higher in the college football playoff rankings than I think that we've ever been. Um, and we're not going to the playoff, obviously. But if you can go out in year two and win the Big 12, we would take a great step towards that in beating TCU. And it's a moment where everyone's going to be watching. And we are the biggest game on TV this weekend because the schedule is not that great in terms of other big games, other two-ranked team games. So all eyes are on us. So, yes, this is the perfect moment of Texas in the past to go ahead and drop the ball. But this is the kind of game that, for example, uh, the Tom Hermans of the world would always win when everybody was watching us and the spotlight was bright, he would go win, and then we would go and lose next week to Kansas because we play Kansas next week. We would just go out there and lose to Kansas. But So Stark hasn't really shown me that he's going to go out and win or lose the big game. He just shows that he's going to lose all the games in the second half after having a lead. So I don't really know how the game is going to go, but he did show something to me by holding on to the lead at, Can- uh, at Kansas State, although it was stressful and it wasn't pretty in that second half. I think that TCU's not going to be able to stop the run. And I think that you can't you can't be a top four team and keep playing everybody close. They've literally played everybody close. Texas yeah. Tech had them. Oklahoma State had them. Mm-hmm. Like Kansas had them for a while. Like yeah. you can't keep playing teams close and then hurting their quarterback and then coming back at the last in the last quarter. And Quentin Johns- Johnson got hurt last week, and I don't know if he's playing this week. I imagine he will play, but I imagine he's not going to look like himself. And if he it, he he's going to destroy us if he's healthy because all the big big receivers in the conference have really had had their way with us when they've been healthy. But if he's not healthy and we could slow him down, I think they're in big trouble. So I'm going to say Texas by 10 in a game that we take a lead in. TCU crossed back a little bit, but we shut the door before the game ends. Texas by 10. Texas by 10. Let me give you my take on this, okay? <laughs> Texas doesn't have any pressure coming into this game. I know people like to say, oh, this Damn. is a big game. Texas. That's not It's true. not a big game for Texas. That's it's not true. That's TCU. not true. No, <laughs> it's way bigger if for you TCU. Come into my this might be the biggest game in TCU's history. This might be the biggest game in TCU's history. So the pressure isn't on Texas. It's on TCU. And the pressure is even more on TCU. I was so happy this week to see that they were ranked number four. Because now, you know what that locker room is thinking about? Coach is telling them, don't y'all read the headlines, don't y'all think about that bullshit. But let me tell you, if somebody just play, you damn sure are reading the headlines. I'll never forget like, yeah. in high school when we were right one of the top teams in the state and like we were winning that we won a state championship that year, but like we had all these press clippings, everybody was coming to practice. We mm-hmm. played like some scrub opponent after being right one of the top teams ever, and like we had the most shit week of practice. Like we were talking about how great we were. Coach stopped practice like five times, made us run. We almost lost that week. So Trust me, they're trying not to think about it, but they know, hey, we're in the playoffs. And if that game doesn't go perfect from the jump, that's going to create so much doubt, so much tension, and so much stress. So I think it's just TCU's in a very, very nasty spot to be coming to a program that is very prestigious and in a a hype environment. Now, let me say this. I think Texas wins probably by 21 points. I'm not really that concerned. But if we For do us lose, to win by 21, we're going to have to take a 50-point lead. Like That's the I'm only not, way we're going to win by 21. I'm not worried about it at all. But if we do lose, <laughs> let me tell you this. We lost to the number four team who's undefeated. Who gives a shit? We were supposed to lose. I might lose to half of the playoff field this year at home. 
if you uh, then that'd be nasty. The reason that we should be uh, the next team in. I definitely agree with that point that this is like this. This is quite literally probably the biggest game in TCU history, other than the game where Baylor kicked them out of the playoffs that one year. Like they were going to be in the playoff and Baylor beat them, and mm-hmm. because with the pressure of being being TCU where no one's watching, but you go, oh, you're they're five and zero. Oh, they're six and zero. Oh, they're seven and zero. Oh, is one thing. Now game day is in town. Now you're in prime time. Now you're on the road. Now your number one receiver might be a little banged up. And you got to go out and win the game because TCU knows the only way that they're going to be in the playoffs is if they go undefeated. They can't lose a game and sneak into the playoff, or at least they can't be they can't be confident that that's the way it will play out. And last week you had everybody crying at TCU. Oh, why is Bama ahead of us? Why is Bama ahead of us? Now you're in the playoff. Now everything you control your own destiny to get into the playoff, and you got to go out there. And now this is the first week where TCU, where all the pressure is on them, all of it is on them. I think Texas does have some pressure, but I agree that TCU has much more pressure. And Texas has dealt with this kind of pressure before. Usually, we lose in these in these spots recently, but we've been under that kind of pressure before. And TCU, they will have another level of pressure, and we usually come out hot. So hopefully, the pressure is doubled or tripled because we have gotten out to a seventeen point lead, and now it's real pressure. Now the crowd is real loud, and now TCU is in hell. And I need it. I need it. I need it. Um. Did you guys know that for the last three games of your season, you're playing teams that all rush for over 200 yards a game? That's that just building our resume as one of the greatest defensive running teams. I think ever. I think that just means you haven't played the good running teams yet. Because I'm looking. It might mean that. Jameer Gibbs. We I had them in hell last week. We shut mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn down. I'm if sorry, Deuce Vaughn runs for 175 on Baylor and he didn't get 100 yards on us, we're going to have to have some some real conversation. I can't remember the last time someone ran for 175 yards on us. All right, it, it might be that dude from West Virginia, but apart from him, I don't think anyone's ran for that many yards on us in like three years. Evan, I still have one of your tweets saved from last year when you put up a stat about how many yards Bijan has never rushed for against y'all. You haven't seen it yet, but it's deep in my bookmarks. So just wait for the next two weeks, damn well, it. I've I've been thinking about this because ever since you and I I would say that we're friends now ever since we've become friends you guys haven't beat us uh, so that our relationship hasn't had to go through that so I know you've got some like, our relationship hasn't had like, to go through like that Trump era tweets you've been sitting on for about two and a half years now waiting on it so I'm gonna go you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go delete them all this week I'm not gonna give you this too bad I already got too late we already got the screenshots yeah. we already we got we got a and folder I'm, we got a binder full I really have a a Baylor folder that is on is Twitter blue me? shout out. <laughs> Don't is advertise that you got Twitter that blue. This is before the check mark. I haven't got my old grade yet. Uh, so I know how flagrant I talk when I get excited. You know how it is. Tell me, tell me some other tweets from other Baylor people that you have saved that you just know off the top of your head that you're ready to get off. Because I it's promise not even a, people don't listen to me. It's not even a tweet. Matt said on Slander You a couple weeks ago. <laughs> On an episode where he replaced we, we we he replaced you on a slander you episode, and now we are replacing him on a uh, between two bears episode. So it, we got some synchronicity there. But Matt, a couple weeks ago on slander you, if you guys never heard it, it's the greatest podcast of all time, other than between two bears. Um, he said after coming off of a loss, by the way, that Baylor was still going to win the Big Twelve. That was two weeks ago. Baylor's won. Uh, two games since then, it looked pretty good in those two wins. So it doesn't look as crazy now as when he said it. But as soon as Baylor loses another game and that becomes mathematically impossible or improbable, 
I want to revisit that because he was so bold and the way that he delivered it, he wasn't joking. He wasn't even shit talking. He honestly believed at that time where it looked like Baylor was in the dirt that they were going to win the Big 12. And so I'll give him major props if he turns out to be right. Of course, he is wrong. So I cannot wait to revisit that when he is indeed proven wrong. Well, you know, here's some of the tweets I have. I have Matt is bare on October 13th, 2022. Uh, West Virginia fans are familiar with the sign of dropping a stool right in the middle of the field because they had a player just photoshopped into the middle of the field. Uh Y'all lost that game. I know y'all didn't talk about it a lot on here, but y'all talked about that. Um, I have a few just Evan randomly talking shit about Texas, talking about how many yards Bijan has gotten against them and how he's never rushed for more than 100 yards. how many did he have against us last year? It was like 48, 54? I think no, right I think now he's giving me something. He's on some okay. crazy streak right now of like nine games or eight games of with 100 yards, at least 100 yards. I think it's like it actually like at least 120 yards. If Baylor is then sitting in the position to stop that streak and they actually stop that streak and beat us, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be very sick oh about that. Gosh. I hope we lose Evan said, did you know B. John Robinson go. has only scored one touchdown against Baylor and it was a one-yard run? He tweeted this on <laughs> August 23rd, 2022. <laughs> Robinson's Sam career against Baylor, against 29 rushes for 98 yards and one touchdown. That is nasty. That is put. nasty. It's nasty. What do you want me to say? He got to double that in, in this game. He's, he got to double that. If he gets 175, I'll, I'll eat crow. I don't think he will. I, I need it. He's probably rushing for 200. Can we talk a little basketball for a second? Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. What's going on in the basketball world? Any other? Oklahoma uh, sucks. Oklahoma you know sucks. Oklahoma's the only Big 12 team to lose. Every other Big 12 team has won a game. They, have <laughs> they stink. That I'm was a nasty net. Sam Houston did them very nasty. Very um, nasty. OU Athletics is in the absolute mud. But I will say, uh, obviously, the top of the conference uh, looks pretty good. You got Baylor up there. They're always good these days, unfortunately. Uh, Kansas is always good, probably going back for 30 or 40 years. And uh, Texas just got its first uh, NCAA championship or NCAA uh, tournament win in God knows how long last year with Beard. We are trending up. We just signed the number 10 uh, recruit in the country for our next class. Uh, And we had a lot of guys stay on from the team last year, so – Things are looking great. The top of the Big 12 is probably going to be the most interesting um, basketball conference in the nation. It's just going to be extremely fun. Uh, Obviously, the top of the ACC is always fun. Who knows what Duke's going to look like uh, without Coach K for the first year. UNC might be one of the best teams in the country, so that gets interesting. But what I really want to talk about is what's going to happen when Gonzaga joins the Big 12 and then Baylor gets to put them in a pack two two times a year every year. That would be incredible. I can't wait for that. They Y'all own Gonzaga. We do. They literally own them. That. I'm glad you said that. They stink, dude. They they play a fake schedule every year, and then they go they go out in the Elite Eight, and they're like, "What a great year, 39 and one." No, they fucking stink. <laughs> Their After best player ever just left and is out for the season because he tried to defend LeBron James. <laughs> That's an unserious. <laughs> and I can't wait to put. You know that we're playing them this year, like in preseason, like in like in the early season. After them, y'all beat uh, them in the natty, they put us in the dirt. They We played them last year, and uh, uh, T- Drew Timmy dropped like 40 on us. Mm-hmm. He was going crazy. He was a madman. He was unstoppable. Well, that's the thing. Gonzaga has one move, right? If you if you can't defend that one really good move they have, 
you are cooked. You guys should try pick and roll on them next time. They can't. They, they, were, they, were <laughs> they can't do shit. We're we're playing them. I think like in fucking like South Dakota in a few weeks. Who's uh, on your team this year? Who who who's gone from the team last year? Uh, last year. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna make me look dumb in front of all these people. I know Matthew what's his Meyer face. The transferred. The guy um, who got drafted by the Spurs is gone. Yes. Uh, he, he became a top 10. You said he was mid, and he is a top 10 pick. I still maintain that he is mid, although people have been saying that he's been playing well. I haven't he's watched a lot cooking. of the Spurs. Jeremy Sohan, he's been cooking. Um, we have this guy, this freshman. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Keontae George. He was the number three player in America last year. He's our biggest recruit we've ever gotten. Uh, we had a few games earlier this summer in like Europe. We lost most of them, but he was dropping like 35 on dudes that like play professional basketball. Um, I think he's God damn. Big 12. I think he's going to be Big 12 Player of the Year. Uh, we have Flo Thamba on our team, our center. He was on the team that won the national championship. He's old as shit. Um, so he's collecting a 401k, but he's back this year. Um, we're going to be good. And it's going to be it's gonna be weird because the winner of the Big 12 is going to lose three or four conference games. And as someone who loves to tell teams that they fucking stink, it's going to be so hard to get real bars off this year because we're just going to eat each other up all season. And then we're all going yeah, to be nasty. It's, it's going to be nasty. Um, well, I think that's all we got, y'all. Thanks for coming to hang out. You uh, want to plug what you're up to? Want to give us a, a fine? I know you already predicted us, but give us one more mini promo each for this weekend. I will say for my mini promo, Oklahoma loses again to West Virginia. <laughs> Turn that shit up. Cycle of being an absolutely fraudulent program, <laughs> and we see more meltdowns from their fan base, who is miraculously and magically abandoned spaces. I don't know if they've hit them. Where you have to have like some secret password to see them, but they are no longer in spaces. I have a right. tweet that's pinned on my account right now at my Twitter account. If you don't know who I am, don't go there. Don't ever go to my Twitter account. But on my Twitter account, I have a tweet pinned there, and it currently says, Get Sark out of my community. So my prediction is that Texas finally seizes upon a big moment, and I delete that, I unpin that tweet, and I accept that Sark is here and he is him. Because we beat TCU by 10 points convincingly on our home field. And we rush the field because rushing the field is fun. And I don't want to hear no shit about it when we do it. It's fun That's and good. It's fun and good. You should do it more. Well, guys, thanks for coming to hang out. Appreciate it. Um, Matt, get better soon. I hope, you're, I, hope you're, I hope you're told me gets better, Matt. Matt, <laughs> watch the ballots, brother. I, I hope you accomplish what you're out there doing in Maricopa County. <laughs>